You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hey there, mama friends, and welcome to another episode of the Mama Work It podcast. Super excited to introduce you to Kate Boyle today. Kate owns and operates Mind and Movement Pilates, a Pilates and wellness studio in Melbourne, Australia. Having been an elite level dancer, she gravitated to a career in health due to her love of movement and wanting to get a better understanding of nutrition to improve overall health and performance. She has extensive training and qualifications in Pilates and various other movement modalities, including the gyrotonic expansion system and classical ballet. A qualified nutritionist and food scientist, Kate has worked within the health and nutrition field for more than 16 years and is passionate about helping women move well, eliminate pain, live a balanced life, and make being healthy easy. Amen to that, girl. Kate is also a mom of two girls, ages five and seven, so she's got firsthand experience in how to fit a healthy lifestyle into a busy one of being a mompreneur with little kids at home. First things first, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you got started in the health and wellness industry? Sure. So it's back to dancing days. So I was a dancer growing up, but I actually tore my meniscus in my knee when I was 16. So for a dancer, that's a pretty big deal. And, you know, you you get told that, yes, you can continue to dance, but you're never, ever going to be, you know, the principal or in the front because you've got, you know, an injury there that could potentially reoccur. So I kind of knew from there that my dance sort of dreams were at an end, professionally anyway. So I decided that I would sort of delve into nutrition and study that at university. Being a young dancer, obviously, like a lot of dancers, you know, nutrition is a huge part of your life. Um, and I had a lot of issues around restricting my eating. You know, you're always supposed to look look a certain way and perform a certain way. So I had a lot of issues around that. So I, I went off and studied nutrition in the hope that I would be able to help others sort of navigate that and improve their performance, but also if they had issues with restrictions or, you know, anything like that, that I would be able to help them too. And it was while I was studying at university university, one of my girlfriends said, um, you know, why don't you go do the Pilates course? You know, you've, you've done dance, you've been teaching dancing, you'll be really, really great at doing movement. And I thought, oh, you know, why not? Like, I, I like movement, let's try this. And so I went off and did the Pilates course after I finished my nutrition course. And I kind of never looked back from there. I kind of, you know, worked at different Pilates studios. I still worked as a nutritionist and I kind of did a bit of everything until I opened my own studio about 11 years ago. Wow. Okay. I don't know if you know this about me, Kate, but when I was in college, one of my part-time jobs was teaching fitness classes. I was a certified aerobic instructor at the time. Um, 
I taught things like step aerobics and kickboxing, but I never really got into Pilates. I don't think Pilates was that popular when I was teaching aerobics, but still no. I'm total Pilates yeah. novice. And even though I know how important <laughs> a strong core is for the rest of your body, I've never really gotten into this form of exercise and I'm really intrigued by it. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the extreme benefits of Pilates and why you think Pilates is such an important form of exercise, especially for moms? Sure. Well, I think Pilates for me, especially, I mean, definitely post kids, you know, getting your, just that strength back. And I don't know how to sort of explain it, but even though I'd had a really strong core up until that point, after having a baby, you know, your internal area, it kind of just feels hollow. You don't have that same connection. Well, I didn't anyway, to my pelvic floor and those deep abdominal muscles. And for me, Pilates is a fantastic way just to reconnect to that area. Uh, A lot of clients that I do teach, you know, if they have had issues with birth, whether or not it's a Caesar or, you know, they've had problems during birth, just reconnecting to that area and, you know, getting that mind muscle connection can be really amazing. And Pilates is a nice gentle form to do that, you know, rather than some of the other sort of exercises and that out there. I think as well, because there's such an emphasis on your breath and being able to connect to your body using your breath, we sort of retrain our breathing and then we become more aware of our posture. And, you know, especially as a mum, when you're picking up kids all the time and you're bending forward and everything is getting really tight, just having those sort of tools, you know, in your belt as such can be really helpful. So core strengthening for sure, but it's that mind-body connection. So within Pilates, we work the whole body, but we also work the smaller postural muscles as well as the bigger muscle groups. And we also teach people to really be aware of their alignment and how their body is moving through space. So I think it's, you know, a sort of an all-encompassing sort of art form, but keeping that connection and and being aware of that alignment is great for preventing injuries as well. That's a great overview. I was totally fixing my posture as you were, (laughs) as you were explaining it, but I like (laughs) that you said, you know, it's gentle and the way you explained it is really not intimidating. I always felt like Pilates was kind of an intimidating form of working out, but the way you just, you know, gave us that overview, it seems like something anybody can really do. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I I will get a lot of people that will say to me, I'm carrying a bit of extra weight. Can I do Pilates? I'm like, definitely. Or, you know, a lot of women will be like, I'm pregnant. Can I do Pilates? I'm like, yes, you definitely can. So that's where Pilates, you can make it hard, you can make it easy, but you can really tailor it to the individual. And I think there is a bit of a persona out there. Like if you look on Instagram and that and you see Pilates, you know, it's all these amazing back bends and legs up near the ears. And, and there is a lot of dancers that gravitate to Pilates because of that movement aspect. Uh, but the way I teach and I, I work with clients individually, it's really choosing the exercises from the method that's going to suit that body and really build and work to towards the goals that they're after. Yeah. And I'm all about kind of small steps toward big goals. And I think you are too, you know, based on what I know from you and your business and your website. So tell us one small thing that we can do daily to improve our overall health, whether that's Pilates related or not. 
I think the main one is just to move. And I know a lot of people get hung up that they don't have a big amount of time for exercise. So they're like, that's all great. But you know, I don't have half an hour to do an exercise. And it's not about that. It's really just moving your body in those small little bits of time that you may have. So whether or not it's when, you know, you put your child down for a nap and you can sneak in, you know, 10 minutes after you've done the washing. Or, you know, sometimes my husband will see me in the kitchen and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, the microwave's going and I'm just waiting. So I'm going to do 15 squats while I'm here. So it's just trying to move your body in different ways too. So especially just adding in some rotation and reaching and, you know, bending. So it's keeping that functional movement in and just sort of slipping it in throughout your day. I love that you said that because I know when I became a mom, my priorities changed a lot as I'm sure they did for you and probably every mom listening to this podcast. I mean, I used to go to a gym regularly and spin and take group fitness classes and just, you know, I was on my own schedule. I didn't have other people to worry about in that sense. But obviously now that's quite different. So if you're someone who doesn't have the ability to visit a gym regularly for whatever reason, whether that's your schedule or your budget or the global pandemic we're currently in, you know, can you get the same benefits working out from home? For sure. I think if you'd asked me this, a little bit like you, if you'd asked me this like, you know, 15 years ago when I was in my early 20s and I hadn't had kids, you know, I was at the gym all the time and I had that belief that, you know, I had to go to the gym and I had to have this workout. But getting older and having kids, you know, it really does shift your priorities. Your time shrinks to almost nothing. And so having worked out myself from home a lot over the years, you can definitely work out just as well as the gym. And I think you can enjoy it a lot more because I know when I went to the gym, I did a whole lot of things that I thought I should be doing and I didn't really enjoy them very much. I was just told, oh, you know, you should do this weights workout and do this program. So I did it, but I didn't enjoy it. Whereas at home, you know, I do my Pilates workouts, you know, I do other workouts as well, but also I just include things like walking and, you know, cycling and running and all those sorts of things you can do around the house and sort of slip into your day, which is sort of part of the reason why I ended up with the pandemic. I um, ended up developing my um, Mind Movement Health membership. So it is an online Pilates and health website because I had so many of my clients that couldn't come to class and they're like well you know what can we do stuff at home and I'm like for sure so that's sort of how that sort of other side of my business ended up taking off but for sure that you can do so many different you know body weight exercises at home and work out just as well as going to a gym. Yeah and I've checked out your membership space and the thing I love about it is you're so mindful of people's time. Like you even have workouts that are less than 20 minutes, more than 20 minutes, you know, depending on how much time you can dedicate to that. Um, Tell us a little more about that. When you have limited time, as many busy working moms do, you kind of gave some examples earlier about, you know, doing the squats in front of the microwave or other things. But what are some, what's some advice you give when it comes to to people saying, I don't have time to work out? Mm -hmm. There's a few different things. So I just say to them, shorten your sort of expectation. So lower your expectation. We all don't have to be perfect and running marathons. You know, I think we sort of had this thing that our workouts have to be an hour. And if they're not an hour, then there's probably no point. But even just slipping in those 10 or 15 workouts can have a huge effect, not just on developing strength, but also your mood. And I think as well from, you know, de-stressing or even from a calming point, just 10 minutes of stretching 
even. So it might not necessarily be pushing your body really hard, but listening to your body and just, you know, reducing that time, but also doing stretching instead of, you know, exercises if that's what your body is needing is a great way to start. For me, I like to put it into my diary. So I schedule it in, you know, especially on the times that I know if I've had some childcare or, you know, my daughter was at kinder, which didn't happen so much during COVID. But when I have had that time, I've definitely scheduled it in. So it's almost like an appointment with myself that I can't miss. And I also found, you know, when we were in during lockdowns, I was just getting up that little bit earlier, which can be really hard if you're not getting a full night's sleep. But if you are back to getting a full night's sleep, then even if you just get up 15 minutes earlier and you do some movement, then that's a great way just to kind of fit it into your day as well. Yeah. And personally, that's what I've I've been doing. I've been getting up a little bit earlier and doing my workouts then. And it gives my whole day a different energy, a different perspective. I'm more productive on those days. I know that. And it's hard to wake up early. I get it. Even if you are getting a full night's sleep, which Usually I'm not, but but yeah. <laughs> it is still it is still worth it, I think, in the end. For sure. And like you said, it can just change your whole outlook on the day. I mean, even by getting your body moving and your circulation going, you're going to get those endorphins flowing as well. You're also, you know, if you're connecting to your breath, you're going to bring your body back into the parasympathetic state. So that's our rest and digest state. So that means we're going to be much calmer when the kids are starting to have a fight or, you know, something comes up that, you know, would usually stress you out. It means you're in a much better headspace to be able to deal with it without sort of feeling stressed or freaked out by it. Yeah. Win, win, win for sure. Okay. So tell me you personally, how do you find balance between running a business and your family? What's a non-negotiable for you when it comes to time management? Non-negotiable has been a few things for me. And I think like if you speak to a, you know, a lot of mums that run businesses, it you learn as you go. So for sure is one thing is I don't work Sundays. So Sunday is our family day. I don't do any work on Sundays. There's no returning phone calls. There's no teaching. So Sundays is set aside for us for family. But also for me, it was starting to instigate more systems in my business. So, you know, we have an online booking system for the studio and that for me took a lot of admin time out. So I think finding that balance, you know, and it takes a while to either find either the right help or the right systems, but spending that time has definitely been worthwhile because it's given me a lot of time back. But I think my balance has sort of changed with each stage of my kids growing up. So when they were a lot younger, I used to work mornings and evenings and my husband would work during the day. So we'd do a bit of tag teaming because we were able to sort of balance that between us but still be with our kids. Now that they're a little bit older and they've been in kinder and starting school, I've been able to adjust my hours a little bit better and sort of consolidate them so that they're while they're at those activities and things that that's when I'm working. So I think balance also looks a little different for every family. Depends how much help you have, do you know what I mean, with your business and with your kids. But those are some of the things that definitely uh, worked for us. Yeah, those are great tips. I'm curious what self-care practices set you up for your best day? There's a couple. So I was thinking about this question and for me, sleep is like the number one thing. 
So I've had to train myself to go to bed that little bit earlier, to set a little bit of a routine in place to get me ready for bed. And that's definitely helped. And then also having a regular wake up time. So having that sort of regular go to bed time and wake up time has been great for me, just waking up with more energy because I did find staying up that bit later, I didn't sleep well, I wanted to sleep in, you know, then it's sort of that flow on effect that you sort of wake up and you sort of hit the ground running and you just don't feel grounded in a sense. So that's been one big change that I've made over the years, but also making sure that I drink water in the morning too. So first thing I do is make sure I, I hydrate really well and have a, a, a big glass of water. And then I do some sort of movement. So 15 or 20 minutes, whether or not it's just a walk, it's a Pilates session, you know, it's a run depending on how I'm feeling, but movement is another key thing for me too. Yeah, those are great tips. And I agree with the water. And especially if you're a coffee drinker, right? Like a lot of people just go and reach for a cup of coffee as their first beverage of the day. And that's probably the worst thing you can do, right? To hydrate your body because it's so dehydrating. Exactly. And the, you know, during our sleep, we actually lose so much water from our body through our respiration. So just from breathing out over eight hours, we generally wake up in a dehydrated state. So if you can just have that glass of water first thing, and if you can even put just a pinch of salt in it as well, it's just going to help rebalance your electrolytes in your body and just set yourself up. So you're in that rehydrated state, which will help with your alertness and concentration throughout the day as well. Okay. I did not know about the pinch of salt. I have not done that. I usually do a little lemon, <laughs> but the salt is good to know. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try it. Yeah, definitely give it a go. It takes a little bit of getting used to. Make sure you just put, you know, really good quality salt. So either your, you know, Himalayan or your Celtic salt, just a small pinch, give it a stir in and then, yeah, give it a go. Do you warm it or do you drink it cool? Just cool. Yep. Just straight out of your tap or your filter, whatever you've got. Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay, Kate, we are moving on to our lightning round, which is where I'm going to ask you some fun, random type questions just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. Are you ready? Yeah. Shoot. Okay. What is your go-to get shit done song? Um, oh, <laughs> uh, the one I like to go to is uh, anything by John Mayer, which seems counterproductive because it's much slower, but that's generally what I put on in the background. Okay. John Mayer is your motivator. All right. Um, what's your guilty pleasure TV show? This might be different because you're in Australia and we're in the US. Like, I don't even know if we watch the same TV shows. That's true. It probably changes, but I did just um, binge on Bridgerton, so I have to say that. <laughs> I do hear that's quite popular. I have not seen it myself yet. I might have to check it out. Okay. What book are you reading right now? I'm reading a um, Sean Stevenson book on sleep. Okay. So sleep really is crucial and important. I mean, you're reading a book on it. It's <laughs> Yeah. That's it. So I'm like, any extra tips I can get, then I definitely will take it. Great. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, 100% introvert. Okay. If you could go on vacation tomorrow anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Uh, Canada and I'd go snowboarding. So we're big snowboarders and we haven't been able to go anywhere this last year, obviously with COVID. So um, it's on my wish list to get there one day. Fun. 
Okay, nail salon, hair salon, or spa, you can only pick one place to visit for the rest of your life. Which one is it? Hair salon. <laughs> it's probably a weird thing, but I'm just one of those people, I don't really care so much about my nails or a spa, but if I get a blow wave, I feel like I'm a million bucks. I'm with you. Hair, hair is key for sure. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Calories don't count. Chocolate. (laughs) That's like my guilty pleasure. Yeah, I probably would. I'd like to say if I had to pick something on the healthy side, I'd probably go for avocados on the other side. But yeah, chocolate all the way. Yeah, definitely. What's your cocktail of choice? Uh, anything with passion fruit in it. So, uh, the other day we were out and I had a passion fruit, uh, margarita and that was amazing. Yeah, that sounds really good. What is one app you cannot live without? Uh, my podcast app. Awesome. All right. Any special podcasts that you love that you want to recommend? I've been listening to a few of Brene Brown's one from Unlocking Us and she's been brilliant. Uh, I also like uh, Dr. Mark Hyman's podcast. He talks about a lot of nutrition stuff as well. And then Mind Body Green, which I'm sure is probably pretty popular over where you guys are. It's not so popular in Australia, but I love that they have lots of different health topics on there. So yeah, there are a few of my faves at the minute. Yeah, I'm a big Brene Brown fan too. Love her. Okay. Well, this has been such a fun chat. Thank you again, Kate, for being on the Mama Work It podcast today. Before we go, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can check out maybe your membership space? Sure. So you can check out my membership and reach out to me at my website, which is mymovementhealth.com.au. Otherwise, I'm on socials on Facebook at My Movement Health and on the gram at Mind Movement Health and Pilates. Awesome. Thanks again for being here today, Kate. No worries. Thanks so much much for having me on. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.